everyone? Welcome back to Your Story Matters, the podcast. I am your host, Austin Williams, and it's been a long time. And the last time I think an episode came out, I said it's been a long time. And that's right, because it has been. And I know um, I, I just I never have wanted to be one of those uh, you know, people that, that tries to create something and then does it for a while and then disappears. But, you know, um, I don't want to be someone that also uses... 2020 is an excuse, but I'm just going to. Okay, uh, it was it was a rough one for everybody. Um, you know, I'm I'm blessed enough to you know I, I still have a job, a great job. Um, had a had a baby in 2020, and you'll hear more about that. You'll actually hear a whole episode about um, us having Zane in the middle of a pandemic. Actually, not in the middle of it. When it started, we were having our baby in downtown Atlanta. So uh, crazy. Super scary, but that's not what this episode's about. This episode is about Dave Lonza. Love Dave. He's a great guy. I've known him for a few years now, and we've always talked about having him on the podcast, and it finally happened. And I, th- I don't think, I listened back to the whole thing. I, I don't think I really make reference to uh, any cameras being in the room when we recorded. However, I did record it via, um, well, like how I normally do with my mics and my setup, but this time I, I tried a, a camera setup that uh, it, it kind of worked, kind of didn't, uh, ended up not using it at all, and um, so it's, it's audio only. So I think I make a reference to IGTV. We're not, it's not going to be on IGTV. Uh, however, I did want to get the episode out there because it's been a long time, and there's going to be a few episodes that are popping out over the next couple of weeks that I'm going to try to uh, get. I think there's at least six, uh, counting this one with Dave Lanza. So stay tuned for those. I'm, I'm going to be trying to just get them out as fast as I can. I'm only in my office from, you know, two to three days a week at this point. So when I'm here, I really got to buckle down and, and do the job job. And then when I'm at home, you know, I've got my son. So just I'm, I'm pretty busy right now. So it's just hard for me to get these out as fast as I would like to. But my plan is to get all six or seven of these out. Uh, as quickly as possible. I'm not even going to go off of a time schedule or like a certain date I like for them to come out. I'm just going to start getting them out to you because uh, these are great stories and they all matter. And I have a few, I think one or two that we did, uh, that I did with some people, a few collabs uh, before the pandemic. So that should be interesting. So anyway, uh, I hope you enjoy this episode with Dave Lanza. Uh, And yeah, I I guess the next time you hear from me from a time not six months ago, will be at the beginning of the next episode you hear. So as I'm recording this, uh, it's currently January 2021. I believe this episode with David was recorded in like August of 2020. So, it, I mean, it's been a long time. So, um, but I wanted to get it out. I think you guys are going to really love David's story. He, he is a very interesting guy and extremely talented. So uh, get to know him. I think he gives some ways where you can connect with him uh, on social media at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that. And I want to thank Soundstripe for being one of the sponsors, I think the sponsor, uh, for this episode of Your Story Matters. So that's it for this. Uh, I know I'm rambling, but hey, it's been a a few months, so give me a break. Uh, But I'm glad you're listening. I want to thank all the... I I keep getting emails um, constantly that people are listening to a lot of the older episodes, so... Uh, that's really cool. I mean, I've literally done nothing for Your Story Matters in six months. So it's really cool that uh, people are still checking back in because these stories are great. So anyway, with all that said, get to know David Lonzo right here on Your Story Matters, the podcast. 
What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Your Story Matters, the podcast. I'm your host, Austin Williams. Hey, we're on IGTV because I'm not I'm not doing YouTube yet. I'm not ready for that game. <laughs> That's a game I'm not ready for yet, but we'll get there. Today, I have one of my good friends. His name is Dave Lonza. Dave does all sorts of things, mainly music, but the man is multi-talented. And I said in my Insta story, and if you don't, if you didn't hear it, you're you're not following the right Instagrams. So follow me at Austin Williams C. But the C's for Craig. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I talked about how handsome he is. So we have Dave Lonza right here on the podcast. Dave, how are you? Man, I am great, and uh, I'm I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm happy you're here. I said it earlier. This is all I've wanted. I've been. For since we started, for, for we're on season three now. Yeah, and this Congrats, is all. By the way, thank you, thanks. It's it's awesome. It's going well. But all I've been thinking is, I gotta get Dave on. I gotta get David on. I gotta get David on. So here we are. Here we are. Twelve months later. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, man? How's life? Man, it's it's been uh, it, obviously it's been an interesting year for everybody in the entire world. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm doing great, man. I think I'm. It's been like an interesting time to kind of like. When you're in the middle of stuff, I'm sure you're the same way. Like you don't get a lot of time to like look back and maybe be grateful for some of the things that like have gone on in your life in the right. last, you know, whatever, however many years. But this has been like an interesting time to just reflect a little bit and kind of uh, be grateful for a lot of the stuff that's happened and, you know, be excited about a lot of stuff that's coming up. So, yeah, yeah that's kind of what it's been like for the last five months. Dude, I, I feel you on that. This has been a, a weird time, especially for creatives yeah. like yourself. Um, and and I would consider myself to be a little creative. But one of the things I read, you know, John Boyega. Yeah. John yeah, Boyega. Yeah. So uh, most notably played Finn in Star Wars. Yes. I, not that I would know. I haven't seen any. Actually, Are I, you serious? I'm just kidding. I'm a nerd. Whoa. I was about, I was to, about get, to walk out. <laughs> no, dude. I've seen them all in like all the TV shows. I'm messed up. Anyway, uh, John Boyega made a tweet back. I think it was in February about this is the time if you're a creative to start showing how creative you can be because mm. if you're stuck at home and all that stuff and that that really lit a fire under me yeah to get the podcast back going two months later so uh <laughs> but still though it, it is a really interesting time to start thinking about things coming up and kind of the situation we were in how did how did you and your family kind of handle the whole pandemic as it is still I guess going on yeah uh so we actually we got blessed that uh, we were in the process of moving like before this all happened. And um, we were kind of living in like a smaller house that was on the, uh, if you're, if you're from this area, there's a highway called 61. The house was on, on literally on 61, which was, you know, cool, but obviously it was, uh, it had its challenges with a three-year-old son that sure. wants to play outside all the time. Absolutely. And that 61 is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. There's cars flying by all the time. So anyway, we moved, uh, to a house with my in-laws, which has been crazy. Cause there's like, you know, five. So it's me, my wife, my three-year-old son, David jr. And then my mother and father-in-law. And then on another house on the property is her, my wife's brother, and his wife and his two kids. So we've been just having like a big old fun family time with barbecues and swimming and Man. doing a bunch of stuff. It's, it's, it's been a really cool like time to be honest, yeah. uh, to spend time with family. And, you know, I've been so busy, uh, like over the last really like five years since moving here, it's been like a whirlwind. So 
it's uh like I said earlier, it, it's been a really cool time to reflect and be grateful and spend time with family. Honestly, man. Right. That's awesome. That, yeah. That's great. That That is a definitely a great way to, to look at everything because you see both sides. I mean, you see people that yeah. are sick of their family and then you see, yeah. you know, the antithesis of that. And, uh, I know, you know, for, for us, I mean, we had a baby at the, at the beginning yes. of the pandemic. Congrats, by the way. Man. Thank you. And he rolled over at the time of this recording. He rolled over today for the first time. <laughs> Some of y'all that don't have kids, maybe you're like, cool. But for me, <laughs> it's a big deal. It's exciting. <laughs> so he rolled, he's been trying for a week and it's funny. He would, uh, I know my wife's listening and laughing right now. He would, he would start the process and just stop. Like yeah. I'm, I'm talking like sideways, y'all can't see me. Just <laughs> sideways on his arm and inside, and he'd fall asleep like that. <laughs> and he and he'd get mad, and you could tell he was frustrated. He was like, "I just want to finish this," and he finally did it, and I and I missed it. So anyway, but he he rolled over. And I'm super proud, and he's gonna be a great kid. Never do anything wrong. Never sin. Never do anything wrong. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so anyway, Dave, you do a lot with music, as we know. I try to. I try to stay busy. No, you nail. You kill it with music. <laughs> so I want you, um, because at, at the at the latter end of this podcast, I want you to tell your whole story. Yeah. Uh, but before that, I want you to talk about kind of what you do now and and what you do like side projects too, not just your main your main gig, but but yeah. talk about all of it because it's very interesting and you're really good at it. <laughs> well, thank you, man. You're very kind. Um, so yeah, I'm originally from San Francisco. I moved here about five years ago and. Uh, to go to music school and so I went to music school at the Atlanta Institute of Music here well it's actually in uh Duluth Georgia which is like an hour Ooh. north of here so yeah. that was a nice little drive for two years yeah. it is but um yeah man I I work at a church called Midway um which is real close to the church you work at and That's um right. I do I'm technically I'm the service program director so that what that means it's just a fancy way of saying I kind of just make sure everything goes smoothly on Sunday from like, you know, just the standpoint of like making sure that, uh, the songs are kind of flow and, you know, right. and all the videos and all the people that are speaking on stage, know what they're doing, that kind of thing. Um, and on a music side, about three years ago, we started a collective called Midway Music, which I mean, the vision behind that really is like, there's, as you know, like there's this like really cool worship scene in the West Georgia area at all the different churches. And yeah. there's all these like super incredibly talented people. That's one of the first things I noticed, like when I moved here, yeah. um, that there's like all these like really talented people, but also just like really real, honest, great artists, yeah. honestly, yeah. you know? And uh, so the idea was kind of like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if like there was this, thing whatever that is that gave all these people an opportunity to do something together that you know because you know everyone's at their different churches or they're doing their own projects or you know whatever that is so anyway we decided to create midway music and now we've uh put out three albums we put out our latest record at the end of last year which is crazy that it's already <laughs> you know it was that long ago but yeah. anyway um yeah we put our latest record out songs for the house volume two out last year and then uh, i also do a side project called vncnt which is more like pop music um i know you had roy dk on your show that's uh, right before he's one of uh, my main uh collaborators love him to death but anyway. one of our favorite people of all yes time. yes so one tall. of the best people yes so tall <laughs> 
And yeah, uh, for a, one of the best people. Very nice. Yes, incredible guy. He's so hating anyway. this right now. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to hear that. But yeah, that's kind of what I do with music. Man, and I just from uh, I guess a somewhat outsider's perspective. I mean, we're six miles apart as far as churches. Yeah. But, um, it's so cool to to watch, and I've basically had eighty percent of Midway music on this podcast <laughs> at this point. So I'm gonna have to have the rest on, or I'm gonna look like a jerk. But um, it, it's so cool to watch because you're right, and I've talked about this with with Ben and Roy and Kyle and, yeah. and Nicole that there really there really is a ton of just talented people in West Georgia, and it's almost like they're hidden yeah. behind the veil of what is West Georgia. We're not know? in the big Atlanta, right. you know thing that everybody thinks of when they first think of this area exactly when it's so funny because i'm you know i so i've lived it's weird i've lived in every little city or in west georgia so i I lived in bremen okay i grew up in douglasville Uh, my wife and i lived in temple for a year and now i've been living in villarica and uh my whole family's originally from Carrollton. So I didn't know that yeah dude so we've been hopping around west georgia so I've, i've gained an interesting perspective on all that but it's really interesting when I have people come out, like if it's for the podcast or if it's just friends or whatever. Uh, I have some friends from Atlanta that come out or from the north side. And when they get past Douglasville and they, they kind of keep going to just a few more exits, they're like, man, I thought you were taking me out here to kill me or something. <laughs> I, like I've never never even known this place existed, West the West Georgia. You know what I mean? And it's interesting to me because there is so much happening yeah. out here that people – apparently don't know about no 100 so. i remember when i first moved here uh and i started going to school and every time you know i'd meet somebody new at school they'd say oh you know are you from here now i'm from california oh where do you live oh i live in villa rica and they'd be like you live in what and these are people that are like from atlanta <laughs> yeah. you know oh where are you from where are you live in i'm like little past douglasville it's like yeah. you kind of get in this little game like you just start going exit by exit closer to Atlanta right, to see right, which is yeah. the first place they, they know what it is. I always tell people <laughs> it's uh, it's halfway in between Alabama and Atlanta. Yeah. So just you know, just drive on that interstate. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, it is very interesting. But you're you're 100 right. I and I've I've always jokingly said this, but every single artist, or yeah, I mean every singer from for Midway Music, I've always said you could take one of them and put them at at a church and make them the worship leader of that church just by themselves and they all could do it that's the thing so it's really crazy to see all of y'all together on one stage and and it's just awesome so you guys are killing it thanks man and Thank uh I, I guess we need to take a break because uh, full transparency my camera is about to die so uh <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break hey dave you love music we just established that right yes you're yeah. great at music I'd like to think so. <laughs> that Here's a segue. So, uh, <laughs> hey, did you know there's a thing called Soundstripe? I did. I love Soundstripe. I use them literally every week at work. Funny enough, I use them every week at work as well and for this very podcast. And I want you all to stay tuned to find out how you can get 10% off using my code AUSTIN. So y'all check this out real quick and then we'll be right back with the David Lonzo. What's up, everybody? Hey, I just wanted to show you all this really cool website that I use uh, called soundstripe.com. People ask me where I get my intro for my podcast or uh, any other music I use for videos that I edit, and I get it all from soundstripe.com, and I'm going to show you how it works right now. This website is so user-friendly, and it is great for any creative out there that is trying to do a podcast or do a video, and they make it so simple for you to be able to 
to use any one of their songs, especially through their playlist system that shows you all sorts of ways that you can get creative. Now I use Soundstripe for my podcast. I use a song called Peppermint Mocha. That is not a joke. This is what it sounds like. That's pretty much it. It's as easy as that. I love this website. Use it all the time. Uh, and I know you will too. All you need to do now is you need to go into my bio on Instagram and hit the link and use my code Austin for 10% off and you can have unlimited music, y'all. Unlimited music. Hit the link, use my code Austin at checkout and uh, man, welcome to the creativity that is Soundstripe. So welcome back. Uh, don't forget to use that coupon code to get 10% off of Soundstripe. It's a big day. All right, so uh, Dave, you have one of the more interesting kind of just beginnings, right? I mean, you've you've been all over the place. You've done music all over the place. Uh, you you said you're from San Francisco, yeah, uh, but you've been to more places in San Francisco and West Georgia. So I want you to kind of talk about your life from the beginning. You know, who who is Dave Lanza and who was he and how to get to where he is now? So you just go ahead. Wow. Just just like that, huh? Just like that. Is that how the show goes? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, man. So uh, I was born May 30th. Son. <laughs> no, man. Uh, yeah, so I'm from San Francisco, California, um, which the first thing that happens whenever I tell people that, especially from around here, how in the world did you end up in Villarica, Georgia, Preach. from San Francisco, California? I think you said that to me the first time I met you. I probably did. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. I'm going to tell you how I ended up. Finally. <laughs> I've been waiting for five years. <laughs> no, yeah. So um, both of my parents were, were they were musicians my whole life. Um, they were both in like local Bay Area bands. You know, before I was born or anything, my dad was a bass player. Um, my mom's a singer. They actually met. I've heard the, the story is so my mom's brother, my uncle, was the drummer. Uh, came to audition for my dad's band in the in a club in San Francisco. Just happened to bring you know his sister, his little sister, my mom, along with him, and my dad was smitten, and you know the rest is history. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they uh, they played in bands, and then um, my mom, you know, she was raised in church, but uh, she had kind of not been going for a while and moved away from the small town that she grew up in in California. Um, so. She started going to church again. My dad apparently was not a fan uh, for a while. Um, but, you know, eventually uh, over time, you know, they stopped seeing each other for a while. And then he kind of missed her and wanted to understand, you know, who was this Jesus that she had been talking about. And he grew up Catholic, um, you know, so he, he was familiar, but not really practicing. And so uh, anyway, a couple years later, he ended up trying it out, going to church, checking it out, and, um, you know, stayed, gave his life to the Lord, and, you know, they they ended up in the church together. And a few years after that, he became the worship pastor at the church that I grew up in. So I grew up around music, um, you know, for for my whole life. They, they were always worship pastors. And, you know, my dad was always also, like, into the, like, writing and recording so side, too. So one of the earliest memories I have, is of, you know, just sitting in the front row um, 
with my dad, you know, when my dad, with everyone on stage, like rehearsing for a live recording they were doing and he had written all the songs. And so uh, that, that was something that was kind of like the music and recording aspect was something that I kind of, it was always around. We had, uh, we had this music room in the basement of our house that had like a, a upright piano, a bunch of keyboards, guitars, you know, everything you know and I remember like going down there and recording just like random stuff like as a kid and just loving it being like so just like enamored like putting that little cassette tape that was a long time ago I'm a little older than you think but a cassette (laughs) cassette tape yes gotcha for all you chillins I'll google that okay yeah google it check it out you'll see but anyway pulling that cassette tape out and seeing oh my goodness you know I recorded something and so um yeah but oddly enough, like as I got like a little bit older, like kind of getting to junior high and stuff, like it became less and less cool to do what your parents do. You know how that is, oh, man. Yeah. especially when your parents are in ministry. It's like, you no one wants to be, you know, that kid. So you're like trying to distance yourself. Yeah. So I got really into sports, um, played, you know, baseball a lot and played basketball in high school. Um, so yeah, for a while I was just kind of like, ah, eh, you know, that's not cool. I don't want to do the music thing. Um, well, you're a competitive. Yes, you're a competitive man. Yes, I but, learned that. <laughs> oh no, I've seen oh, it no. firsthand. I mean, we'll oh, talk about that later. Oh gosh, please don't. I'm not. I'm. I'm a peaceful guy. No, you're a very sweet man. Yes, but just like no, I am competitive. Yeah, you terrify true. me. Okay. No, no. <laughs> um. But like, yeah, so I got really into sports and kind of just really was completely just sold on that. Um, And then I remember like maybe junior year of high school, um, I just kind of got the bug to write and I had never written like songs before, Um, you know, like everything I'd done in the past was just like kind of playing around. And I remember... um, Around that time, my uncle, my dad's brother, he had like this massive uh, like album collection at his house. And it was like in his office. And as kids, you know, we'd always seen it like, what's that? What's all, you know, see all the cool art and all the album stuff. And what's that? Who's that? What's that? So uh, I remember he uh, he played me the Beatles for the first time. I'd never heard the Beatles before. Oh, wow. Yeah. um, Because we didn't, you know, (laughs) that's another side story. We didn't we didn't listen to like a ton of uh, a ton of secular music oh we gotcha to, you know yeah we were listening to salty the singing song book and all that, kind of, <laughs> oh, <laughs> all, no. all that kind of stuff we had christian kids bop some yeah yes you. yes wow gospel oh come on yeah man that's the good stuff I'm but i'm anyway, in i'm going deep no that stuff's great man yeah. that, that that definitely molded a lot of my taste for sure but anyway uh yeah i heard the beatles for the first time and um man it was like just blew my mind. I remember just like listening to it over and over and over again. Like, this is incredible, you know? Um, so yeah, I just, I think I, it, that just kind of propelled me into like wanting to be a songwriter. Cause I was just kind of just super impressed with like the ideas that they were able to, you know, communicate and, and create. And like, it was just, you know, like, wow, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I had been playing a little bit of like bass, like in like the youth worship team and kind of just messing around with that a little bit. So I, me and a buddy of mine that was like in the youth group with me, we started just writing songs together. Um, and they were, uh, 
bad, uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously at first. But at the time, it was... At the time, it felt so good. Nah. I still remember the first time... Uh, so we... At first, when we wrote, like, that was, uh, like, when Under Oath and uh, Emery and oh, stuff like that man. was real, like... Yeah. That was cream of the crop. So we were writing some very pristine uh, California emo... <laughs> what a blast it was uh it was everything you would imagine it to be yeah but um anyway yeah kids at a christian christian prep school writing (laughs) some nice emo rock but anyway it was cool man we uh we started writing and um eventually my dad through that whole time he had still been the worship pastor and um there was like a there was a period where um you know, we kind of had like the worship band thing and there was like a lot of people uh, in the church that rotated through that. Um, but my my dad was still doing albums that whole time, like doing solo stuff. So he um, he had done a record and he wanted to like, you know, tour it a little bit and kind of just travel around some. So my brother had started drumming and my sister was singing. So we kind of like, just it it's really funny like you would think that it was like you know my dad was like listen you're gonna do this you're gonna do this and you know like and we're gonna make a family band but it really was organic you know we kind of all just all me and my two siblings just found our way to music you know in our own individual way right so around the time I had started writing a little bit with some of my friends my dad had put out a record and uh, he decided that he wanted to travel and tour it a little bit so we all just kind of decided, oh, let's we're gonna do the family band thing, and it was really it was really fun, man. Like we, uh, you know, I I still remember like doing the little press photos and like all that kind of oh stuff. It gosh. was it was it was fun. You played in some interesting places too, didn't you? Yeah, I did, man. So from that, uh, we we were able. The first thing, which is kind of crazy, like you know, you would think like, oh yeah, we're just gonna go, you know, play at a church across the road, but um. I'm trying to remember now it was it was a connection with like our pastor or something but um there was like a gig in Hong Kong god it's crazy so they were opening up this um they were opening up this like arena in Hong Kong that was you know like it was just like a multi-purpose like concert venue so um they wanted to do it. I guess like there was some church organizations involved and they wanted the first thing to be there that was played to be worship music, which is, that was really cool, man. That was, it was awesome. So yeah, 15 years old, like we had probably, I mean, we had played at our church together and done like a little few little gigs. We get on a plane, fly all the way to uh, Hong Kong and, um, get on a stage like (laughs) with 10,000 people, like in this (laughs) arena, it was like, Total, we, we, uh, it was around Christmas time. So we played, um, we played like outdoors at this like Christmas festival in Hong Kong and then played at the arena. And man, it was like, I don't know, man, it was just this feeling that like you, you can't explain. It was just, it was really incredible. I think that's when I like fell in love with like cor- corporate worship in the sense of like, there was so much power in that many people being in one place, like and all like being focused on the same idea, you know, of like, let's praise God, you know, for this beautiful thing that's, that's happening, you know, for the life we have, you know, that was like, there was just something super powerful about that. And, and, and the feeling that you get from like experiencing that. So 
I was definitely hooked. That was that was incredible. So that was kind of like all of that had really pushed your love for for music yeah. and, and, and being a part of that that world. That's awesome. So that ten thousand plus uh, audience is that to this day is that the the largest you've played in front of, or is there larger? It's probably close. We uh, we did another gig at the Rose Bowl, um, maybe like. Uh, five or six years after that that was um at the rose bowl yeah in california yeah the rose bowl mm-hmm. that's sick that's <laughs> sick that's awesome i didn't know that yeah that's awesome we're now were y'all did y'all open for people i mean like it's were y'all so the, the funny thing is it's not like what you would think in the traditional sense of like you know a touring act what we mostly did was my dad was just really big on he's a, he's a speaker as well so we would kind of do like a combo thing where we would go and lead worship as a family and then he would get up and speak you know that's Um, awesome he's written books and stuff like that and he would you know teach on his books and so it was it was fun man it was really cool like not only getting to like lead worship but like also getting to watch my dad kind of like just get to um speak into like all these people's lives from all over the world you know we had opportunities to be in Germany and uh, Sweden and Belgium and France and, you know, all, all these really, really cool, interesting places. And like kind of experiencing that as like a teenager all the way into like my young adulthood, it just gave me like a really unique perspective on life because I met like so many people that were like totally different than me, you know, like raised in a totally different environment, totally different culture. Mm. Um, but like they were, you know, we would always hang out with the teenagers and whatever like city we were in, you know? So, um, it really gave me like an appreciation for that, that like there was so much more, there's such a bigger world than like just my little sphere of, you know, what I knew in San Francisco. And it kind of made me like just interested in that ever since then I've always just been interested in like talking to people getting to know their perspective understanding like the dynamics of where they come from and why they feel the way they feel why they think the way they think because you know I think that's one of the the hard things about life is if you don't get the chance to experience other people you get really just boxed into like who you are and what you've seen of life and what you and you know and you get really kind of entrenched in that and there's such a huge world with all kinds of wonderful people in it that you can learn so much stuff from we're we're experiencing that now yeah it's it's a ton of people that are uh boxed into their own kind of perspective and reality for sure and a lot of it you know their perception becomes the reality that they perceive is is out there right so if you grew up with a certain set of guidelines or you know, culture, whatever it might be, uh, when you first experience maybe the opposite of that or something different from that, it can shock you and shock your system or you disagree with it inherently, you know? And, uh, so that's, that's very interesting. I mean, and, and that is true. And it's really cool that you've been able to go out and see all these, uh, different people, different places. Uh, and if, if you ever have the opportunity to do that, uh, if you're listening or watching right now, uh, do it get out there as much yeah. as you can man that is so cool to to learn different cultures and uh meet different people where they're at and and you really gain a new perspective on the world oh absolutely man i think i've always said that 
just because of my experience, like I think that's just as important as like college or education. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's a big gap in education that like we just don't value very much, 100%. Uh, especially like in the U.S. Like, you know, it, and on and honestly, like I know a lot of that has to do with like economics and stuff, too, sometimes. Sure. But, yeah, I, I really hope that that's something like that as time goes on, like, you know, schools and things like that just see the value in like exposing teenagers to just different people mm -hmm. you know yeah 100 percent. that's uh you know my wife's a teacher and uh even she with our son uh we've talked about like obviously he's gonna he's gonna go to school but our main focus is what we're we're praying for and hoping for is that we can take him to as many places as possible so that he can be introduced to all yeah. different types of cultures and and uh you know like one thing we go to guatemala almost and we couldn't go this year uh, but we go to Guatemala probably once or twice a year, and uh, that's one of the first places I want him to see. Yeah, you know, that's outside of our our quote unquote box, our bubble. Yeah, and uh, so I encourage you to to really uh, listen and and look. You know what I mean? Get get to know the the surroundings that are out there, and and, and try to understand it. Some of my OGs on here that have been listening for a long time remember that my first couple episodes, all I talked about was the main point of the podcast was to to gain a perspective from somebody that you may never have met in person before. Yeah. So um, if you can act on that, do it and, and and just open up a dialogue. I think that's important. So you, you've also been doing music like today, uh, like right now. We talked about that at the top of the podcast. But yeah. your family, man. Yeah. Your dad. Your I husband. Yes. Talk, yes. I mean, how's your how is your family? My family is doing awesome, man. That's my good. son, my son's third birthday is actually Monday. So yeah, oh dude, congrats, man. Well, thank you. It's is he talking? Yes, but, <laughs> and it's just, but it's just funny. Like, you know, we talked a little bit about how like this has been like a a cool time to just reflect yeah. and slow down and like be grateful. And it's crazy how fast it goes by. I know, you know, you're oh, yeah. you're right in the thick of it, but before you know it, like. You know, I blinked and he's three months old. Yes. So this is weird. It's insane, man. And, you know, it just really like I know that's like cliche. A lot of people are like, you know, the moment my kid was born, it just changed everything. But it really does. Like it just gives you this, uh, again, perspective, unique perspective where it's just like, I mean, just to be 100 percent honest, like you realize how selfish you are <laughs> when you have children. <laughs> you know, you, you start to think yeah. about it uh, when you're married and, you know, your wife is like, hey, you're kind of selfish. And you're like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? I am the least I love selfish everything person. I do. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't understand why you don't get that. Yeah. But um, but kids really, man, it's been like it honestly has been a journey, like just the last three years of just understanding you know what it means to really take actions like with somebody else's best interest in mind you know and just to and just the burden of like you know what kind of world are you creating to bring somebody into yeah. that you know has no control over it you know yeah like you're bringing them into this world and they're you know counting on you to create those opportunities for them yeah. to do what we're talking about to it made me appreciate my parents so much and just the opportunities they gave me that made me the person that I am. So, yeah, man, it's awesome, dude. You know, that's true. And that's one of the things I appreciate about my my parents. We always joke. So, like, I have my brother and I, we're about two years apart. Yeah. So, 
we grew up moving constantly. I mean, we've lived in North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, Georgia. I mean, we've been all over the place, mainly in the South. But um, because of that, it, it kept Zach and I close, right? Because we were every time we'd make a friend, we'd move. So um, it was always interesting. And there was this this come up, you know, like my when I was five, my dad had just left the military and became a trucker for Cisco. Shout out Cisco. And uh, <laughs> do y'all sponsor a podcast? No, probably not. Okay. So, um, so he was doing that. Well, you know, making pretty good money. And we lived in this, we call it to this day, we call it the big brown house. We lived in this brown house and all this acreage, uh, just the four of us. And then one day my dad sits us down and I can vaguely remember it. Cause again, I was five, but he was like, Hey, we're, we're going to start a new journey. And I was like, okay, what's that mean? <laughs> He's like, we're going to go into the ministry. And I was like, Cool. So I didn't know what that was. And then all of a sudden we live in a trailer in a <laughs> little trailer park. What is this ministry <laughs> thing? <laughs> so it was, it was weird, but you know, as a kid, you just, you just, you don't know, you just, you don't understand it, but you're having fun anyway. So, um, what I gained from that though, is we, you know, he goes into ministry and we were at one church and the next thing we're at another church and then we're at another church. And so through that that time period, I'm meeting new people and I'm getting to know the the back end of different churches, right? So now, I mean, I've been in ministry now for, for 10 years and uh, six and a half years at this church. And uh, I, I gained a, a whole new way to look at church and a whole yeah. new way to look at people, a whole new way to love people, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I got to grow up watching my dad figure out this whole Bible thing blindly. You know what I mean? So I got to, to learn it like almost secondhand. Yeah. And, and then my own way. And then, but he was all learning it firsthand. So anyway, I, I saw that to say kind of along the same lines as you, I, I, I want that for my son. Now, I'm not saying I want to move, you know, yeah. every two years. Right. But what I am saying is I want him to have a similar experience in a, in, in that, he meets a multitude of people and, and, uh, from all backgrounds and cultures. And, uh, that's important for, for Anna and I, like you know, she, uh, so she went and studied abroad in Cuba for, for a while. Wow. And, uh, Cuba, Cuba, that's heavy, man. Yeah. And, uh, it was, she was there. I can't remember how long, but she was there for a while before we met. And, um, she, she told me that that completely changed her life. Because, you know, whatever it is, because of your bubble uh, that you may or may not be in, you make assumptions about people and, and cultures. Yeah. And she said it, it completely rocked her world. And so that's something that we want for for Zane. And, that um, you know, I, as you have established, is what you want for Junior. So uh, I think I think that's awesome. And that's a great goal. And it's something I always – I've always been very uh, uh, analytical about what I would try and be like as a father, you know, uh, like, will I have people that would tell me like, you know, if he's crying at a restaurant, hand him an iPad, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. We've also been told like only give him grilled food or never let him eat meat. Like it's, it's yeah. All, the advice you get when you become a parent or, oh my you know what I mean? It is insane. You get all everything. Do you have any other projects going on right now? Yeah, man. So, um, Obviously, we talked about Midway Music. So, um, you know, we uh, we we've done three records um, up to this point. Uh, 
the last two we've done are called songs for the house. The basic idea was kind of like, um, you know, we're at, we're at Midway church, um, with this collect collection of artists. And it was kind of like, you know, uh, the idea was what, what are the songs that have mattered the most to our people, you know, over the last year, you know, for the, for the last two projects. So we recorded it live, uh, at nights of worship that we've done at the church over the, over the last two. I've tried to go to every single one (laughs) and I, and I ended up not making it. He always says that. I know. I'm so sorry. I meant to be there, man. I was on my way and I I got lost. (laughs) I've never been to Midway. But, um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, we're, we're working on some new singles that we're getting ready to put out. Hopefully, um, in the, in the summer and in the fall coming up also just, I mean, just to be honest, like everyone's just trying to figure out how to function in this new world and like what it's going to look like to, you know, do events moving forward and, and make music moving forward. You know, I think the biggest challenge, like as a worship leader is, you know, we, you always want to, I believe that like our primary job is to be a voice for people to like lift worship to God, you know? So it's, how can I, it's, it's a little different. Like when you write pop music, it's primarily kind of coming from like, what is my experience or what is like an an experience that I want to elaborate on and kind of like detail, you know, in a story that kind of just resonates with people. And it's similar, but it's different when you're writing worship music because it's kind of like, you know, how, how do I give a voice to what people are kind of, wanting to express Mm. to God, which it's kind of, (laughs) it's scary at times, you know, because it's a heavy thing to say, like, how can I be the voice for somebody giving their worship to God? That's, that's a big deal, you know? So anyway, uh, yeah, it's basically kind of like, okay, like how do people feel right now? You know, like how, what are people going through? You know, what, what is their heart crying for and needing for what are they wanting to express to God you know sometimes it's maybe they need a break you know like maybe they just need some relief because the world is like insane right now and there's a lot coming at everybody every single day you know so maybe it's just a reminder like you know that God is still here and he's you know and he's still above it all and sometimes it's you know it's addressing directly you know what's going on like in the context of God like you know, when we look at the Psalms, it's like, you know, there's times of praise and there's times where we just like directly address like what's going on. Like, yeah. God, I feel this way. And that's okay for me to say that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, man, I think it's just trying to figure all that out. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're doing that. We're living in that. So you wrote Chasing, uh, you wrote Chasing and New Name, right? Yeah. Okay, so take me through, you kind of talked about the process of like, there is a sort of pressure, quote unquote, that comes with writing a song where you, you know, how can people express their worship to God? And you're the one writing that song. Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't ever realize that because I've never written a worship song before. Did I just say I didn't ever realize that? <laughs> Dude, my Georgia just came out. I'm so sorry. Um, I had not ever, I had, all right, we're moving on. So uh Take me through that process, and then not not only that, but it, like the the like what gave you the what's the word I'm looking for the you know oh I know I'll write like 
these words, you know what I mean? Like these words yeah. specifically, like in this order and, and then putting a, a track with it and all that stuff. Take me through that process. For sure, man. Yeah. So um, with every, every song's different, you know, like so, some songs you really have to like, well, let me, let me be honest. I really love how Chris Martin from Coldplay is one of my musical heroes. Love, 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 love Coldplay. I don't care what you say about it. <laughs> it's all right. I've heard all the jokes. Doesn't no matter. judgment from me. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, he, the way that he put it is uh, like, you don't really know where songs come from necessarily. It does feel that way. Like, um, so some, you have to do all this work to like, basically, you have to practice writing songs so that when you do get that moment of inspiration, you know how to like interpret it. Um, Cause that's really what it feels like. Yeah. Like it feels like you're just like writing and it's all kind of like some of it's just bad or it just doesn't work out or it just doesn't feel like super authentic. And then like, for me at least, I, you know, everyone's different, but for me, like that's usually how it works is like, there's all this belaboring, and then like out of nowhere, you know, it'll just be like, it'll just something will that that flash will just come and it'll kind of, you know, you know, maybe not necessarily come all at one time or quickly, but you just you can feel that thing of like, oh, OK, this is it's got something that's good enough to chase a little bit. Mm. No pun intended. Hey, there we go. But, <laughs> but with chasing um, and that one. So that one started out as another song. It's funny that you asked. It was at that camp that I think we did with y'all in PCB. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the band was down there doing a camp uh, with you guys. And um, me and Kyle were just like talking about the Psalms a lot on that trip. And uh, I think I was reading a Brian Johnson book, uh, when God becomes real, mm. you know, and he was talking about songwriting and yeah. the, how the Psalms had like inspired him. And so we were just talking about the Psalms and we had kind of like written this other song and like, we made like a demo at the camp and we were like, you know, that's really cool. And it just kind of stalled, you know, and it was like, okay, that's cool. You know, whatever. And, uh, we got back home and, uh, I was just in my house and, uh, for me, like a lot of stuff will start with music. Um, so like I make like beats or like, you know, just there's like, if you look at my phone, there's like a bazillion voice memos and little melodies yeah. and whatever. So for whatever reason that day, like I just got up and it just, I had this kind of like little melodic idea in my head. And, um, so I kind of like made the track and then the words just kind of like, just, you know came out you know and it's just it's pretty much just straight psalms you know my god he's my protector mm -hmm. he's my rock my water in the desert you know and you're just i was just just kind of channeling some of that stuff and uh yeah it came out quick man like in 15 minutes i remember i had like the verses were done and um and the bridge was done and so i got kind of stuck on the course with that one and i i text kyle the demo i was like man this is this is really cool man what do you think of this uh, and he pulled it up and, uh, you know, he listened to it and he was like, what if you said like a river running wild, you know, I was like, oh man, that's awesome. That's a great. Yeah. Wow. So, and we just finished it off and that song, that song came really quickly. And I love singing that song just cause, um, it, you know, it's really cool to like, just declare the CP, like for me to declare it cause I'm writing it 
from you know a place that i'm saying something that i feel in my spirit and it's really cool like even like to see kids like uh to sing that song it's like a cool declaration for a kid to sing that you know yeah. like like a river running wild i know that you'll never stop chasing me like for them to get that idea in their spirit to know how much god loves them and how much he's like pursuing them constantly uh yeah man i've loved singing that for that reason to yeah. see that be able to like have an idea like that click for people and for them to declare that for themselves man it's a great track. I, I love the, I love the whole album. And I think when it, when it came out, because I, I, I've had tons of friends that have done music in the past uh, that have come out with, with demos or, or, you know, a full album or whatever. And they've always, like, I've always been impressed with their talent. Um, it, but for some reason, that this last album uh, just hit different. I don't know what it was. So I remember texting you. I was sitting in the Waffle House parking lot and I had just... <laughs> I had just spoken at a school and uh, I was listening. I'd listened to it on the way there. I listened to it on the way back. And I remember writing, that's, and I'll say it here, that's one of the best, not just like locally done albums. That That's just a, it's just a solid piece of work overall. I mean, you could put it up there with, with any uh, live worship album. So Thank you, man. That's really kind of you to say. Thank you so much. Yeah, you guys nailed it. So y'all make sure... Look it up on Spotify. How how could they do that? Yeah, man, we're uh, we're on Instagram, Midway Music Official. We'd love it if you just follow us there and kind of follow along with what we're Very doing. Creative Instagram, and, and like a, I'm not saying that like in a dark, like it's really good. I love that Instagram. It's a good follow. Uh, well, in conjunction with that, follow uh, you know Ben McAdams. He does a lot of graphic work, and Natalie Maxi. Um, yeah, she has a an account called Lines Letters Life which man, she does just absolutely phenomenal graphic design. And she's, she, you know, she'd be a great person to have on your podcast. She's just taken off and done a a ton of, a ton of like really cool album art for a bunch of artists. So yeah, she's killing the game, man. She, she, she makes incredible art and we're just really like love partnering with her on everything that we do. Um, but yeah, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon. If you just look up Midway Music, we uh, we should be the first thing that pops up. Hopefully, better be, better be, better be, <laughs> or we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find you. Um, no, that's great. Yeah. Uh, you guys kill it, and uh, it's just, it's such a good album. Even that first song, um, kind of a little plug here, but we're gonna have Seagull on uh next yes, week yes man so matt's yes. gonna be one of our next guests in that first song on the album with matt and nicole yes they slay that man you nailed it I mean, yeah man absolutely. so good every one of y'all that uh every one of them nailed it so well you uh, you alluded cool. to that earlier like everybody that's part of this like honestly for me like it's just like an honor to work with them. You know what I mean? Like they all, like you said, like everybody's so talented and could be, you know, doing whatever they wanted to do. And that's one of the things that's cool about the collective too, is like, you know, everybody kind of just, I think that's what makes it good is like everyone's stepping back from themselves. Cause as artists, you know how it is, man. Like it's really easy to get egotistical and, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and all that stuff. But it's really cool that everybody lays that down to say what could we accomplish what could we do to help and and be a voice for our community we're stronger together to come together and do what we do you know so yeah man yeah it's awesome that's that's great man that's a great word i love it i love uh 
what you're doing and your side stuff. I'm always going to keep up with it. Thanks, man. It's great that all of my really good friends are six miles down the road. So uh, (laughs) it's really cool. Them and and my friends here at First Baptist Villarica. So a lot of fun. I always ask everyone this question at the end of the podcast. So I'm going to ask you. All right. If there's one way that you would have your story positively impact somebody, how you, how you, if there's a way that you could show your perspective and how it would matter for somebody else, how would you want that to happen? How would you want your story to positively impact someone listening right now? I would say that I think the first thing that comes to mind is don't take your life and your experiences for granted. Mm. There's a reason, even pain, to be honest, there, there's, there's a reason and there's uh, a way that everything that you can ex- that you experience in your life can be used for good whether you know it makes you stronger it you know brings you closer to god or it inspires somebody else that maybe feels hopeless or you know is going through a tough time it it may come around full circle where you can use that as a gift to help them get through whatever they're getting through and i think a lot of times especially with like social media culture it's you know there's a lot of pressure um it almost feels like uh everybody in the world is striving for their little slice of fame or their little slice of success yeah you know and it gets really hard sometimes cuz you know obviously like we all fail as people we all go through tough stuff you know and it feels like maybe we don't have the right to do that or the bandwidth to do that we don't have the bandwidth to mess up or fail or be wrong or have seasons of life where we're confused and we don't know what's going on. But if you can find the strength to in those moments still have the, you know, the perspective to say, you know what, this is going to be for a reason. And there's a way that this can turn into something good that can help somebody, whether that's me or give hope to somebody else along the way. I think that that's, if you have that attitude, you'll be able to accomplish a lot of things that are important in life, the real important stuff. That's so good, man. I'm clipping that. That's going That's going as just a single <laughs> clip itself. That's really good. I like that answer a lot. Uh, Dave, if you'll just do me one quick favor. Yes, sir. That's how I want to end this podcast because you deserve however much my following can impact your life in a positive way. I hope it will. Online. You can connect with me online uh, on Instagram if you go to at David Lanza, L-A-N-Z-A, with an underscore at the end. That's what that's called, right? Underscore. That is what that's called, that's yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I mean, what do I know? I was recording stuff on cassette tapes. That's a good um, point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at David, L-A-N-Z-A, underscore, uh, on Instagram. And I'd love to meet you, talk to you. Yeah. That's perfect. Connect with David, man. He's the man. I love this guy. Uh, great heart, great guy, good looking. Hey, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Yes. Uh, look us up on Instagram at YSM Podcast. A lot of you are probably watching it right here, right now. So make sure you uh, follow us there on Instagram. You can look us. I do that every time. You can look us up on Facebook as well. Uh, just search Your Story Matters and uh, give us a like on there. Maybe eventually we'll have a website. And I've said that every episode for the past three seasons. But either way, make sure you follow us and give us a five-star rating if you're on iTunes. If you're on Spotify, share this episode. Dave, 
Thanks so much for being on, my friend. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, Hey, guys. We will see you all on the next episode of Your Story Matters. Peace.